Hi, my name is Richard. Hi, my name is Lucy. Welcome to the Tech Chats podcast. How are you, Lucy, on this lovely, bright day? I am doing quite well. How are you today? I am great. I've drank an extra cup of coffee instead of two. I drank three. Did you get it delivered, or did you make it yourself? I make it myself because I'm saving money, and getting it delivered would cost an extra four dollars out of my pocket. Yeah, and it's for coffee. It's really not not worth it. Exactly. I mean, coffee is always worth it, but maybe not like getting it delivered all the time. But yeah, I've been enjoying my Audi machine. Um, it's pretty good. It's like a ripoff of Nescafe. I mean, sorry, Nes um, Nespresso, but still pretty decent to be honest. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Yes, but I'm excited. So, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about the popular food delivery applications in Asia versus worldwide. Wow, food delivery! What an amazing time right now for that to exist. Yeah, I know. It's um, yeah, you never know how convenient it is until it becomes pretty important in your life. Exactly. <laughs> so, I have an interesting fact. How old do you think food delivery is? Like. In general, like, what was the first recorded food delivery, like, thing in the world? Um, I I don't know. Uh, like from ancient times when, when people still say hi to their neighbors. <laughs> so, the first food delivery. I, I'm assuming this is like the first recorded one, the first food delivery service. So I'm assuming this was obviously a company that existed probably that did this. Was for I don't, I'm butchering this hundred percent. So sorry to all the Koreans out there. Nyan Myung, Nyang Myung. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Which is basically like cold noodles in Korean, uh, in Korea, and uh, it was recorded in seventy sixty eight. Seventy sixty eight. How cool is that? that? That's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. So cold there you go. Noodles. Yeah, it's a cold cold noodles. So I'm assuming because it. It's cold, so you can deliver it. So we don't have to keep it warm. So that's what I what I would think. But yeah, that's a cool little fact. Started from Korea, so there you go. Asia started at first. Food delivery, right?、Uh, <laughs> that's really interesting. So、uh, speaking of Korea, what are the? Do you know any popular food delivery apps in Korea? To be honest, I'm gonna actually. I don't know 100% sure what the Koreans use. I think. I'm not sure if Kakao has food delivery. I'm assuming it does. That's my guess. I think Kakao、okay. has it, but I don't. I don't know what exactly the food delivery apps in Korea. I know the ones in Southeast Asia a lot more.、Um, so Singapore.、Um, I know. Actually, do you know if you have a Grab? Grab's very big in Southeast Asia, and they transitioned like Uber into food delivery. And yeah, I knew Grab as more of a、um, like Uber. Equivalent app rather than I don't I didn't know they do food deliveries too. Yeah, so I actually found it pretty interesting because、um, when I was in Asia, so when I was in Thailand and I was also in Singapore, right? So I think it was around twenty nineteen, so last year as well as this year,、um, early this year before coronavirus, of course.、Um, I was getting food delivered, and it's really simple. Like Grab is, I feel like a lot easier because. What was what's super annoying for me, at least with Uber, is you got to download two apps. Like, I don't get why Uber doesn't realize why don't you just combine it into one app. So why do I have one app for Uber Eats and one app for Uber? Grab just converges everything into one app, and it's, it's just so much simpler, in my opinion. 
Mm, okay, so you have a tab in the app just yes. to order food. Yes. Okay. So basically, you go into the app, and then it has like obviously like you can book a ride and stuff, but it also has like other t- options where you can just deliver food. You can also get other random stuff, which I don't remember from the top of my head now. Mm-hmm. But it was like eight options. So like it's obviously an app that has a lot of functionality, and instead of having ten billion apps like Uber does. It just sticks to one app, which is just so much smarter, in my opinion. How was your user experience? Did your food arrive very fast? Oh, it was very quick, and I think the main reason is is because Southeast Asia countries are a lot more smaller and condensed, right? Whilst obviously with um, living in Australia and I'm assuming in America, like the timing would be a lot longer because things are a bit more sp- uh, like spread out. But yeah, like I'm literally picking up delivery food from like downstairs. But it's so cheap that it's actually not like if you're super lazy, it's actually kind of worth it to get it delivered to you because it is actually so cheap. Like to put in cons- comparison how cheap it is, it's around like I'd say, like you can get I don't know like a milk tea at like your favorite milk tea store. This is in Thailand, by the way, for like a dollar, like a dollar to two dollars, mm. delivered to you. And I was like, holy crap, like, what's the point of me walking when I can just get it delivered and continue watching TV with my friends? So, like, that was that was pretty much what happened. And, yeah, I mean, Gra- I think Grab's a very easy app to use. And I think it's a big reason why Grab dominated Uber and managed to kick Uber out of Southeast Asia, right? Yeah, um, just to your point, I think um, food delivery apps is quite tricky in a way that, like, if you look at the applications that are doing well nowadays mm. in the market, like Uber Eats, and grab they all have quite solid um i guess partners to go to market with mm. like you know uber and what well, they, they they've already got a foundation to um get the food delivered yes yeah. it's tricky in a way i guess um for any platforms chicken and egg supply and a demand mm. and food delivery is juggling between three three um stakeholders right. to make it work yeah mm. exactly and I think that makes, like, the whole concept of, like, food delivery... I think that's why it didn't really pick up speed until, I'd say, when Uber Eats kind of, like, started coming out and saying, you know what, we're just going to compete with everyone that does it. Like, Deliveroo, um, DoorDash, um, Instacart, I think, in America. I mean, Grubhub in America as well. I think it's exploding, I think, because of the competition. That's what I think. I think... Because if, I don't know um, if you have any stats around the food delivery, like, explosion. Because, I mean, food delivery itself, I think, when I was in high school, it wasn't really a big thing, right? Like, I mean, everyone kind of actually looked down on food delivery because it's like, why are you so lazy to get delivered food when you can just go pick it up, right? Yeah, That's at so least what I thought. Yeah. So the current, um, I guess, the current situation really has given uh, the food delivery industry a big bonus in oh, some 100%. ways. Yeah, because yeah, it's going to change the user behavior a bit in a long oh, term. 100%, you're right. And I think the that, that's a really important point because I think food delivery was kind of taking off like in the recent few years. But now with the whole COVID-19 situation, you're, you're seeing a lot more people being comfortable to download, like at least try the apps. I think this applies to a lot of other things that people might have been less like, um, I guess less like, I don't know what the exact word is, but less comfortable with and I, I can give you an example like video conferencing I actually know a lot of people who are actually not really against, I mean sorry not video conferencing remote working I, I know a lot of people who actually aren't into remote working and I've seen and uh, I, I don't want to discriminate but a lot of them seem, seems to like tip more to be kind of the older age brackets but after now 
them like experiencing remote working, I know a lot of them now really enjoy it. They're like, wow, I, I wish I knew this earlier or did it earlier. Like, I think COVID-19 has pushed people into different situations and get people, getting people to test more stuff. And food delivery is one of them, right? And like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, because um, before it was, um, I think the target perf- persona has always been um, those who really prefer convenience over yeah. anything else. Mm. And they also prefer, uh, they don't like to wait in a queues. Yeah. Um, like a very interesting um, user behavior that I saw recently is like, because I'm, I'm actually using Uber Eats quite a lot. Um, <laughs> so I was looking at what are the most popular restaurants in my areas. Mm. So it's very interesting. A lot of the more family style restaurants are starting to get more reviews. Right. And also like just you, you can see their meal options are more like offered to the family as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, like in contrast to some of the restaurants like that offer brunches, uh, like brunches, right? Like brunch, <laughs> brunches. Yeah. Um, they don't. Um, like I'm judging this entirely based on the number of reviews that they mm. receive yeah, on yeah. the app. So it's really. Uh, but just uh, if you really think hard on the um the reasons behind one family to order food, mm. uh, would you like would you still order really expensive? Like fine, more like more fine quality food, of like for a big family, or you're gonna go with more economic core options. So, um, like especially during the time that everyone's like you know the entire family is in quarantine together. Yeah. So um yeah, just really interesting. So like definitely a lot of people in the older, older age bracket brackets are starting to be open to like you know trying out. Hmm. Uh, things that the millennials are <laughs> millennials. very lazy, very lazy about, I guess. Yeah, um. I mean, I think like honestly, like for me at least, I think um, although I'd love to, to see the popularity in it, it it, it I do like to remind people that like there are definitely a lot cheaper options out there, and food delivery shouldn't be used too often. I actually found it quite interesting where there was a period of time, I think around I say January, where I was ordering a lot of food eats, and I think I'd like slowed down like a few weeks after and then uber eats sent me like this voucher saying hey you know what have two weeks of free delivery on us and like i was like oh my god they're like 100 percent looking at my behavior and mm. trying to capitalize on that and it worked right i mean in the end i was like you know what i can now order milk tea because milk tea is very expensive to order in australia if you're just food delivering because the delivery cost is the exact same cost as the actual milk tea but i was getting then like milk tea for basically the cost of the milk tea and i was like hell yeah i'm just gonna go <laughs> order milk tea and that's how they kind of wrote like people in, especially by identifying like customer behaviors and capitalizing on that. And mm. I find yeah, that's an interesting kind of data scientist kind of space, which I definitely I do not have much experience in, but I I think it's very interesting as well. Anyway, did you know um, big food delivery apps like Uber Eats, um, Deliveroo, they charge fifteen to thirty percent on the restaurants for the commissions? Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, I was, uh, I actually didn't know this before um, recording this podcast. I just out of interest, I went to uh, read a few articles. Mm. And they are not very transparent about their pricing because you, like if you, I actually looked into the official websites first yeah. to see if they are open about sharing that information before you sign up. Mm. I actually couldn't find any in the, you know, FAQs. Right. Um, I only 
found out about it from um, you know, reading other blog articles. Yeah. So yeah, 10% to um, 30% is quite high on the restaurants, it considering is. the profit margin they normally make. Mm. Yeah, actually, that, that's a big, that's a really big point. I remember um, this is a big component of like why people don't like Uber, because they take so much commission. I think also if you look at the riders as well, especially the people delivering, I feel like they're not actually making much as well. I think, um, I, I know for example, the Uber drivers don't make much. Um, I forgot what the exact commission is, but it's probably around like 30%, I think. Um, I reckon the riders are also getting big, like not getting a favorable deal, but I mean, in a situation where you want to make money for yourself um, and you don't want to work for others, then there are not many options where you can just make kind of like consistent money like Uber can give you. But yeah, I don't mm. know. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested I, to see how much it I, I really feel like it's um, it's a key difference between um, like what you mentioned in Singapore where the population is more dense. So yeah. like you know when an app first started to grow in the market, they want to capture the most market share and that they will do some pricing mm. incentives. Yeah. So since the population set is so dense in the metro areas, it's yeah. easier to get riders to hop from one household to another mm. and the volume is a lot higher so maybe then the, the apps can you know like make more profits from the quantity rather yeah. than you know individual transactions yeah so no. it's um yeah i heard the app the food delivery market in southern east asia is quite competitive yeah <laughs> i actually so i actually did a quick look up so korea they use um Actually, a, Uber Eats is actually in Korea. I'm actually surprised mm-hmm. it's in Korea. Yeah, Uber Eats doing very well worldwide. Yeah. So, so also, they have a few called... They, they have one called Shuttle. And I think Kakao recently, as in 2018, started getting into it. So I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised about this because I think it makes sense for Kakao to get into it. You know what's really interesting? In, um, in a recent podcast, we talked about Line being like kind of like focused around business, focused around social, focused around a, like a chat yeah. app. They have food delivery as well. <laughs> uh, that's really smart. That's because um, if they have got a large community base, like mm. you know, like if they can leverage on that, having yeah. different groups, yeah, it's pretty cool. I found it really interesting that I think the biggest difference in Southeast Asia is in America you have obviously Uber Eats, but you have a lot of like Grubhub, which started in two thousand and four, which is a very very old service that um, like was there before anything else. You got I think one called po- I'm not sure if Postmates is. Um, there's like is American based. There's also obviously like there's a lot. There's a lot of food delivery in America, but in Southeast Asia, you don't have one app like just dominating everyone. I think Uber Eats doesn't really exist in Southeast Asia because you can't even get it. Like honestly, in Singapore or Thailand, yes, you got Grab, but I find like there's a lot of other apps that are based off a singular country. So obviously, Korea has some. Um, I think in Thailand, there's one called Damakan or something. I think. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's Thailand or I'm getting the. I think it actually might be Malaysian. My bad. Um, but it's interesting to see like how in Southeast Asia you got food apps that are specific to one country and they manage to keep their market share. Um, I think in Australia the one that had the market share and then kind of lost it was Menulog. Um, I think Menulog is Australian. I'm not sure if it's UK based Australian, but they were pretty much the king in food delivery in Australia. And then Uber Eats, Deliveroo, and everyone came along. And now I think they lost a lot of market share. To be honest. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I don't see it mentioned very often. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. right? But did you notice a app called Fedora? 
It yes, was Fedora. in the market. Yes. And it left in yes. 2018. I do remember Fedora, yes. And they left, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember this as well. They had a very interesting um, incentive structures for the writers. I remember it? It, it made it to the news. Um, so they are allocating different times mm. for different writers. So if you, you know, it's like a um, pricing, I guess, incent- incentives. If mm. you ride to deliver at a certain times, you will get more uh, tips or you will get more money. So it's more like real time kind of incentives. I, I was thinking it will work smart like this or maybe they have like a more rigid schedules but yeah that's an that's an interesting incentive i don't know i feel like that can be exploited though Mm, mm, mm. yeah let me go take a longer path to make more money um (laughs) so i feel i'm not sure about that one but yeah and interesting i also find it interesting to see like um so can you guess which country in asia and as well as like obviously asia pacific um i guess delivers most food like in terms of the, gener- the revenue generated like which country does the most food delivery i'm gonna say china yeah you're, yeah you're right <laughs> i don't think it was a surprise there to be honest so it, i find it interesting um just putting some of the stats so um you got year on year 15 percent growth you got the revenue in uh, i think this is 2020 i'm not sure if this is 2020 in terms of like taking into one year or current 2020 i'm assuming it's just the one year um, so it's 67,000 million. So um, you can convert that. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, <laughs> and China sits comfortably around probably, I'd say just looking at the maps here, probably like 60-70% of that market. So APAC is dominated by China. So that's insane. Like 60-70% of the food delivery market is just in Asia Pacific is just China, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've just from my... I guess early childhood, I I guess it was, I remember there was an, like, I, I think when I was still in uni, <laughs> um, there was an, <laughs> like, <laughs> 20, 2010, uh, 2010 yeah. uh, it was the, like, the most popular delivery app first launched, um, it's called, Are You Hungry? Are you serious? Um, is that, yeah, that, yeah, is that the name? Oh, okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> like, like, as in, it's translated to, Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, got it, Are You Hungry? Yeah. Uh, and it was later... Um, I think it also got um, acquired by the tech giants and mm. then there was also, yeah. So in a summary, um, I guess the food delivery networks in, in China, it's for, for me, it's, it feels like always a more capital first than product first market. Right. So they will uh, get big fundings at the start and they will, uh, you know, throw discounts at customers, which is uh, a good thing, yeah. and to acquire that market share and uh, using money to change people's mm. behaviors, getting them more more happy, more familiar with um, ordering food, getting yeah. food delivered, uh, which is uh, really a di- really big cultural difference. Mm. I find it really interesting because I know Didi um, is trying to get into Australia, um, and they're trying to lo- they were trying to launch recently. I mean pretty bad timing to be honest because coronavirus hit um but their incentive for people to try to get onto their app was discounts <laughs> not like oh we have a better app or we pres- provide better like user experiences to the driver and stuff it's no come join us because we're going to give you some discounts so mm-hmm. yeah it was uh it was already before go before coming to sydney they were already launched in gold coast oh yes they were they did a gold coast launch yes you're right yes. yeah i actually found that out from um chatting with a cab driver 
when I was at gotten the symposium. Oh, really? <laughs> like, oh, you have three writers app on the on the phone. One one is the DD, and wow. he was like, oh, that's a new one. They uh they 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 don't charge much commissions, so oh. that's a good one to have. To be honest, that's uh, a good that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for for time today. Um, hope you enjoyed that little spiel on food delivery. I think it's definitely going to keep growing, especially after um, COVID nineteen dies down. Um, but yeah, we're interested to see kind of how it trends out. Yeah, stay tuned for uh, more episodes to come for new, for interesting stories in Asia versus worldwide. <laughs>